How are you? How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, I want to ask you, John, why do apps on the phone suddenly appear every time when, um, why do apps on the phone have, uh, that have logins, which is most apps? Why do lots of apps not have one password integration? Like if you've got a password box, just pop a little one password integration in there. Mate, it's a mystery and I'm, I'm on the right side of history here because mm-hmm. I agree with you. Well, I agree with your implied criticism. You haven't actually said anything, but I'm, I'm gathering you're not happy. No, I think it's a, I think it's silly. Um, make make your users' lives easier, guys. Come on, guys. You know, you've got to be right sometimes, Mark, because I've heard you're not right about Face ID. <laughs> no, yeah, possibly not. Um, well, we will, I mean, we'll see. It's all going to come out in the wash. But. Uh, well, no, uh, oh, no, you can wash them. It's a new phone. You can wash <laughs> it's those. A new okay. phone, it's fine. Um, no rice needed. No. Um, I think, well, what people are saying, it doesn't necessarily apply to me, uh, but it shows that, that they've put that, some thoughts into it. Was that an intentional Trumpism just then? No. Some people are saying <laughs> that I, Face ID will work and the so, Mexicans will pay for it. <laughs> I have the best phones. I wish I could do a Trump. Um, yeah, Uh-oh. so... Yeah, well, you know, that... that oh, it's kind of got to the point now where that doesn't sound like a fart joke. Yeah, I, that's sad, isn't it? That's sad, isn't it? The yeah. things he's taken from us. <laughs> Just one that in man. a long line. Might be the worst thing he's ever done to us. Um, I'm at the point where... Uh, with the with the iPhone, that I'm I'm willing to accept that they have thought about certain things. Uh, so the the big thing that's going around and made me go, oh, that's nice. They've put some thought into it. Is that uh, you can turn off a thing called detention detection, which basically means that if you've got your eyes shut or your eyes look like they're shut, uh, then it will still work. Um, attention detection. A- attention detection. Oh, attention. Yeah. Detention. The the the, the attention detection, detection of your attention. Tension detection. Mm. Definitely say it. Yes. I've been, uh, I did a boatload of vocal warm ups this morning while I was in the shower because I've been uh, doing audiobook recording. I, so, I haven't done anything like that. No, Instead, what I've done is spent a few days having shredded vocals because of a cold. So, oh, uh, well, you sound lovely and crisp today. Well, I cleared my pipe, so I went out for a big run. Good and lad. that's. Uh, it's juiced me up, mate. Mm. The other quick thing on the Apple thing is we have a, a, a perfectly, perfectly fine explanation of why Face ID appeared not to work. Uh, so just so that the record is set straight, uh, Face ID did. Face ID did what it was supposed to do. Someone had been fiddling around with the uh, first device that was testing. Like they, they said, someone had been cleaning it, and as people were picking up the phone to clean it. Um, it had been trying to detect someone's face and because it had done that 10 times or however many times it had locked out like it does with oh, it your fingerprint. Lockout. It was on lockout. There yep. you go. So that's who, was, that was. who was worrying about cleaning the phone before it went on stage? Uh, Apple. Such perfectionists, aren't I they? I know. It's, yes. No one's going to see it. That's, no, this one's is, close. This one's far away. There is no HD display that would make that phone look grubby. But hey, you know, it's in the same way that Steve Jobs wanted all the... Um, the the circuitry and all the the things the internals of of the machines aligned correctly and and uh, uh you know all the stuff inside machines that we never see uh he wanted all that nice and clean and white um you know the, the, it's continuing the tradition i guess so tell me about the attention deficit disorder screen thing again i didn't quite so just means if you've so got you, your eyes shut 
it'll, it'll oh, so you can turn it down. Yeah. You and you can basically turn face ID down a bit. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Okay. But if you're one of those people who's got a tattoo of eyes on your eyelids, what happens then? <laughs> then, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good answer you to that You see, one. they keep missing these edge cases, Mark. I know. And that's why I you know. never buy a first generation of any Apple product, <laughs> because they don't think about our they don't think about the little guy. They don't. They don't. I'm going to yeah. have to do a horrific cough. Hang on. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. Mm, that was horrific. Mm. Oh. I'm at the I'm at the, the lungy bit of the, of the oh, chest bit. Yeah, the sort of yeah, that whole that whole area. Yeah, it starts it starts here, goes through here, goes down here, down through here, and now it's on here. Sure, <laughs> that's really helpful. Thank you. Good audio yeah. description of a cold. You, you you've seen them, the colds. I've, I'm I'm aware of them. Thankfully, I haven't had one in a while. This is good. This is a good um, topic. Good copy. Um, so let's sure. uh, should we follow up on some homework? Uh, what you got? I uh, tweeted our Twitter celebrity um, to ask him if he wanted to come on our other show. Yes. And a couple yes. of people retweeted it. Yes. And that's the end of that story. <laughs> okay, what's next? <laughs> no. How, where, where, do we, where do we go from here? <laughs> I mean, this man's got an agent. Yeah, I presume so. Well, yes, so, obviously. Let's, let's, let's do that route. Let's do that route. All right. Um, so the, the, the most, uh, analogous, uh, uh, the, the, the nearest analog of a thing, mm-hmm. um, the, 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 the analogous, oh God, I can't Anolo- say it. An- analogous. This is like, this is like you trying to pronounce, um, that thing that you tried to pronounce the other day. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, best oh, analogy I've got for this yeah. in terms of something I've done before is getting, uh, somebody to write the, um, the, the forward for my book. Mm. And um, we went through agents, and uh, it worked. Mm-hmm. Yay! Um, we had we had we had a nice firm thanks, but no thanks from <laughs> one famous Brummie, and then we got uh, an, an email from another. Um, well, Silhillian actually, but uh, te- technically uh, we, we count them as a Brummie, really. It's fine. Um, who went? Oh hi! Um, my, my agent told me I had to write to you, um, <laughs> and I'm writing to accept. Um, oh. So. So that was nice. So the agent just kind of just, uh, the agent was too important for it and just forwarded it to the celeb instead. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so that, that's how, that's how that one worked. So let's do that. Let's get, let's get you to the agents. All right. Get your ass to Mars. Man. <clears throat> yes, I will. I will, uh, I will do that. I will do as I'm told. Um, any, any, my homework was also yeah. about contacting somebody. Yeah. Um, any luck? Which, which is right. No. No luck, and I'm at more of um, a dead end than you. I think I'm I'm down I'm down an internet cul-de-sac on this one. Mm. So, so the, the, the situation is how um, is it trade secrets for for me? Can I openly discuss what we're trying to do? Oh, I should think so. I think we discussed a little bit of it last week. Okay, so uh, you you and I are um, members of another little podcast. We, or you're the showrunner, and I'm one of your cast. Um, uh, about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And what we want to do is to um, kind of reach out and connect to some of the people who we think might be able to help us to build an audience for it. And one of the uh, more popular networks that relates to geeky, nerdy, science fiction-y stuff, uh, um, we're trying to get hold of them. And um, essentially, it's, it's the, the incomparable network or the incomparable show themselves, perhaps, 
thinking, you know, well, actually, they don't have any Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy content on there. There might be some opportunities for us to do something for them. And uh, essentially, all you've got is an email address. That's all you've got. That's all you've got. So um, that's that's my only that's my only in. I don't know where to go beyond sending an email to the generic email address, Mark. There's no information. They 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 clearly commission commission show get stuff on their network because they've got dozens of shows on the on the network itself. Um, uh, I don't know how people have got there, but perhaps you just need to know someone. Perhaps you just need to get invited in. Yeah. Perhaps you need to be at the right parties. Um, this is it. Which are parties that Brummy podcasters don't get invited no, to? No, we don't get invited to any any podcast parties. And we risk being stereotypical Brummy, self-deprecating. <laughs> oh, it's just a beer. What's going on? Um, but, you know, the, we're not in London. Um, so that's one mark against us. We're not in America. That's another mark against us um, in terms of connecting with... Uh, some of the people who we'd like to connect with. What yes. should I do, Mark? Where do I go? Do I do I tweet people from that network? Because that seems really follow up email. Yep, I think that's well, the next so- thing. I don't think there's any shame in saying, "Hey, I know you know." Even referencing the fact of, "Hey, I know you guys were busy last week." Turns out I emailed you on the day of a of a big Apple announcement. I'm just following up to yeah, yeah. see what you think about this. I, I have made similar inroads that I've not told anyone yet um, with another podcasting network and okay. I may end up having to do the same thing. Right. I think what's frustrating is in my, in my day job um, at the university, my my students will say, oh yeah, I've contacted, contacted that person and I say, okay, what's happening? They go, oh, nothing, they didn't reply to the email. And I go, well, that's not good enough. And I'm sat here going, oh, that's all I've got. In in fairness, the sorts of people they're talking about, they've got phone numbers for them and they could phone them. Yeah. Um, if I had a phone number, I would be brave enough to phone. Um, oh, you I, would. I, I, I'm, uh, well, no, but a lot of, a lot of people um, are socially anxious about yes. phoning people. Um, and, I totally, in- I, and I totally get that. And the only way you can get over that is by phoning them. Yeah. Um, I'm not that person, but I don't have the phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have a somewhere out there? Probably someone's got the phone number and won't phone. Hey, eh? yeah, mm-hmm. it's you true. Know, if, only okay. we could get together, if only we could get together, we'd be unstoppable, <sighs> mate. Absolutely. Me with my phoning, <laughs> them with their phone numbers. Oh, two come together. Sorry, you've been trying to say something, heaven. and I keep, I keep. No, it's um, fine. I'm terrible just, friend. I'm, <laughs> I'm only wondering if they, and I'm only, I'm only asking this partly sillily. Um, but I, I'm just wondering what we would do if this if if this information were available. Do they have a postal address? Wow, they're from the internet, Mark. They don't have a postal address. So I don't know if there's an incomparable HQ. Yeah, I'll right. Okay, so it might my, be fun to send them something. Okay, my edit. So my additional towel, probably my additional mm. um, piece of homework then to follow up from this is I will try to track down an incomparable HQ postal address mm. and uh i will ask the boss if there's any money in petty cash to send products to america mark all right sounds good <laughs> okay a towel in and the post what, uh, and what's your ongoing piece of homework on last week then? i'm going to follow up uh, and find, find an agent and locate and then contact Je- uh, the, <clears throat> the celebrity's agent yep done good moving on uh, then. our friend friend of the show john bounds is good at finding agents addresses ah because he's because he's got one, of course. Because he's he has. got one, he's he knows important. how to find out who agents are. Because he's got one, mm. oh, the well, agent. Mm. <laughs> um. So, 
<clears throat> I heard someone pronounce the word assuage as assuage, and um, it made me, I think it was an Australian, and it just made me think that's a strange way of pronouncing the word assuage. But it's a strange word. What, 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 what I was going to say, why were they even saying it? Yeah. Because they were talking, because the only thing you assuage is someone's guilt. Don't, I don't think you, you do. assuage anything yeah. else. It's like quench. You don't quench anything but thirst. That is true. Um, no, no, it's just thirst. Oh, uh, anger? No, you quell anger. <coughs> you quell you anger. Quell. You quench thirst, and you assuage guilt. And and yeah. No, I've got. No, I haven't got any others. It's all right. We, we've we've satisfied the rule of three. It's fine. <laughs> rule of three. <laughs> um. So, uh, where does it come from? What, what's the oh? Um, we, we seem to be Helen Saltzman this week, right? Okay. Uh, what's the etymology of us, of, of, of Oswage? Oswage. How do um, they pronounce it? Assuage? It's gotta be, it's gotta be French. It's Middle Most English. Words are French. It's, mid, it's Middle English from Old French based on Latin. Wow. Um, so, uh, right. So this is what I thought I was looking at it. I was thinking it's probably, um, got the, uh, the preposition two on the front of it. So you can probably chop off as, and then you've got swage. Um, and I'm correct. It's it's um, ad uh, and suavis to sweet, Ooh. to sweet, to sweeten. So to lessen ah. through the kind of to sweeten to make to make the guilt sweeter to make it sure sweeten sweeten the guilt sweet 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 guilt 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 sweets guilt, guilt sweets guilt sweets. So um, <clears throat> let's let's say uh, mini homework for next week. Mm. Uh, let's try and oswich something that isn't guilt. Okay. <laughs> Oswich the sausage. Let's, well, yeah. When right, so when I saw that in the, when I saw it in the show notes, I thought it said sausage. Yep, because that's what you do, isn't it? Uh, all the yeah. we're all pattern the inter- recognition creatures. Yeah, yeah. All those all those memes that used to when when memes used to be in emails, they used to be the email with all the letters all out of place. Yes. Yeah. I I think there's certain elements of the English language, and especially those to do with the internet that you you sort of have to stop um trying to be the 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 bulldog or the guard dog um at the entrance to those to those terms like meme Mm -hmm. now people just think meme means an image with some impact text and it's like they've been posting memes about this no they haven't they've been posting photos on a meme like the meme is the thing the meme isn't an image. The idea is the thing that they've been posting image. They're responding to the meme. They're not, it's not, a, a meme is not that single image that is part of a greater idea. The greater idea is the meme. Yes. yes. It's like blog and blog post. And I'm still Sorry, not Sorry, mate, it's it. a hill I'll die on. I will die, I will die yeah. on the meme hill. Yeah, I thought you would. And probably the blog post. Yes. There's, there's and a right, few so, of us. Okay, so, so hmm, episode or podcast, that's another one, isn't it? People yes. talk about podcasts to mean an episode these days. Because the problem we have with podcasts is that most people don't know what one is. And I don't just mean like, oh, what's a podcast? I mean like um, people think that a YouTube channel is a podcast or if you've got a SoundCloud thing, that's a podcast. And then what you'll often find is some small website will have a section on there uh, on, on their site called podcasts and it's just like a list of links to things and they might be video they might be audio um 
and people think that because it's something that's it's a piece of media on the internet then that makes it a podcast and Mm -hmm. so that's it just if if you're dealing with most people for whom that's what podcast means then it's not surprising that there is another level of complexity that people are going to find it hard to understand like the difference between podcast and podcast um you know i mean i get it like because column uh, this is the thing I always bring it back to is column. People will write a column or they'll write for their column. And I feel like that in journalistic terms gets used to mean both the the thing in the series and the series itself. Yeah. but um, So mm, to defend that for a second, I mean, you were literally writing a column in the sense of it was physically a column of text at one point. So it was like, oh, write me a column mm. to fill this space on my page. Yes. So ah, that, that okay. has a... It's a fine bit so, of etymology. So the, col- the, the yeah, so the column itself is the element on the page that you just need to fill. And you can see how just makes, just tell me, tell me your brains. And that's a column because I just need something now. We haven't got time to go and research it. Just, just, just speak ideas onto this column mm-hmm. here so that we can fill the page so we can get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the most, the most famous column fill of course was the, um, was the wanted time travel, um, advert. You know sure. the thing, don't you? No. You know the thing? No. You know the thing, right? No. It's a meme. Ah, it's a meme. <laughs> right back at you. The, um, so this, this guy was running a community newspaper and he needed to fill some space and he used to write, he used to make up classified adverts to fill up space. Oh, cool. And one of them went, excuse me while I get it, or I will, I will get a version of it because it's been out in the world for so long. It is a complete meme now. Um, what total meme? Two seconds. Fill- yes, yeah. um, I'm vamping. Uh, I, um, Amazon, uh, sorry, no, not Amazon. Um, Virgin Media want to know what I think. Um, so I'll have to let them get back. To, I'll have to get back to them on, on that. Um, and also, uh, I've had a slightly irritatingly disturbing email from someone saying, 12 people have auditioned for this audiobook, but I haven't had your audition. And I'm all like, but I have auditioned for it and I sent you it. So what gives? Is that enough vamping? That's enough. That's Thanks. enough. Right. So the advert read, wanted somebody to go back in time with me. This is not a joke. It gave a PO box and it said, you'll get paid after we get back. You must bring your own weapons. Safety not guaranteed. I've only done this once before. Wow. So that was just, just to fill some dead space on a page so he could go to print. <laughs> and the P.O. box still gets letters now. Oh, man. Asking to come on the time travel trip. And there's been some really nice documentaries about it. Um, I think I think Reply All or TLDR, whichever version <laughs> of, of them they were, I think they did a piece on it where they looked at some of the letters and they were looking at the, the reasons people gave to want to go back in time. And it became... Um, a movie called Safety Not Guaranteed starring Aubrey Plaza. No Which is way. A, lo- a lovely little whimsical film. Oh my it's God. Really, it's, really, it's, it's the best time travel film since Back to the Future. And wow. For me to say that to you. It's Fuck quite a, properly. It's a, it's, a, it's a lovely little film. Um, oh, and oh. The, I, I think I'm right. Um, someone text in or tweet in and correct me if I'm speaking wrongly here. Uh, if I misspeak, I do apologize. I believe the director of Safety Not Guaranteed is your man who just got fired from episode nine, Star Wars. Oh. Let me just check. Yeah, all right. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm going to try and... 
make sure I watch this film because yeah, Colin Trevorrow, great. Colin Trevorrow, uh, the guy who just got booted yeah, off. the guy who just got canned. Uh, yeah, so he was going to be the Star Wars director, and he's been uh, he's been canned, hasn't he? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I've been I've been canned, you've been canned. Uh, I think uh, you know they're 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 running down the list now to try and find people who can who can helm that particular ship. Well, All they want is a safe pair of hands. They don't want a visionary. Well, they put your man in. Your man who did episode seven. Yeah, you lost man. You know he's a safe pair of hands at this point. He is. So that's fine. So why were we talking about that? Were we were talking about columns. We we're talking about podcasts. Yeah, we were talking about, we were talking about memes. memes. What what brought us onto memes? Where were we going? Uh, I think it might have just been about etymology in general. Yeah, we could probably safely uh, reverse out of this out of this cul de sac and uh, go down another road. Oh, happy days! Happy days. I do did that in, go- in my one mic podcasts all the time. I do it mid sentence because I, I speak in so many parentheticals that I get right. lost in my own parentheses, and then I have to su- sort of try and find my way back out. It's hyphens within um, yeah. round brackets within square brackets, and then I have to try and edge my way back out. And I, I often, I often with monotonous regularity get lost in my own sentences. I, I get that a lot too, and um. With with Nick Morton, who I present uh, Runapod with, um, at, at Runapod, sorry, get the branding right. Um, uh, yeah, my co-presenter on "You Don't Look Like a Runner" at Runapod, Runapod dot com. Um, when we're when we're talking off mic, we don't tend to do this on mic. We've got two phrases. One is "pin that," and the other one is "sidebar." And we're normally by the end of the night, we're about twenty-seven sidebars deep mm-hmm. with about fifty pin topics. And <laughs> we never quite recover any of them and eventually what you have to do is you have to you have to be a big boy and you have to just quit all your browser tabs um <laughs> because your system tray you can look at it and all your resources are just feeding into chrome um, so it's time to go to bed yeah. <laughs> oh what do you want to talk about this week mark god so many things that we can talk about i think we should i think we should talk about you being on the telly you want to you want to talk about me being on the telly yeah i think we should my dad saw it your dad saw it. Yeah. So here's, uh, do you want me to tell you why I was on the TV? Yeah. Is that? Okay. Um, <clears throat> we are having industrial action about the bins in Birmingham. Um, do you have feelings about the bin strike, Mark? Um, I don't, I don't have feelings about most things in the real world. This um, is a safe space, Mark. You can tell me. Yeah, no, no. I will like, judge you, but you can tell me. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I am... In, I mean, like, I'm in support of the bin strike. I just don't care. Um, right. I care that they care, and I believe that they should. Uh, from from what I understand, that you know, the, the the way the pay scales and things have worked has, has basically meant that they've been shafted. And uh, I also know apparently that the leader of one of the unions um, has he he doesn't want to do anything uh, until. Um, Jeremy Corbyn steps down as leader of the Labour Party, but that's a different thing. Um, And so, like, I support the workers' right to strike, and uh, if they are getting a raw deal, then uh, I think they should be supported. That's about as much as I care. Right. Do you... um... So you live in an apartment, right? Yeah. So I've seen, so, like, that's the thing. I have seen the, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. I have seen, <laughs> the, you know, um, the, the out, what's the phrase? 
I've seen the outcome of this. I've seen what happens and it looks pretty rubbish. I've also seen some things on the news which look, you know, really, really bad. Uh, mm. and so it's not a, it's not from a lack of, um, of, of, uh, empathy, uh, or, or from a lack of being able to see the evidence by my own eyes. Like I, I see it and I go, Oh, that's a, Oh, Oh dear. Oh, that's a lot of rubbish. Well, so my, my question, the reason why I, I see the slightly leading question about, are you, are you in an apartment? You mean Quick the one I answered defensively? Quick sidebar. Is it, is it an apartment or is it a flat? <laughs> um, I, that, that is, I have been bad and done a callback to a podcast that we both listened to, but I'm interested in the, the etymology of flat and apartment now. Yeah, no, I believe it's, I believe it is, uh, now what's the difference? One of them is purpose built, um, yeah. to be, I think that's the apartment thing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to picture my building and say it would be an apartment. Yeah, I, I quite like the definition that if it's purpose built, it's an apartment, and if it's uh, a single occupancy house that's divide, that laterally divided into apartments, and it's flats. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I would. I mean, mine's a very small block. There's only six flats or six mm. apartments, um, but I would still call it that. I mean, because I, I lived in a um, in a similar, well, a, a, a different grottier place before, and it was the same setup. There were six things there um and it was very much purpose built it was not a house that was been redone so yeah apartments are but i'm obviously English, though then, so I say flats. then again we yeah so we have council flats don't we yeah, not, yeah. not apartments so does it carry does apartment carry a different bit of class positioning to flat i think so because i, I have um, a family very extended family member who uh def- very definitely likes it to be called an apartment Right. And actually, I think she might live in a flat. <laughs> I think she might <laughs> genuinely live in a flat because I don't think uh, hers is a purpose-built thing, but she very much likes to call it an apartment. Oh. So my, my other half grew up a lot in Turkey, and out, and she always referred to um, some of the ho- uh, homes that she lived in when she was out there were not houses. Uh, mm. let's, let, let's start there. And she always referred to them as apartments. Mm-hmm. And when I tried to call them a flat, she's like, well, no, you see, the, the reason why they're not a flat is that they were, they were purposely built as flats. Um, but they were often like duplexes and triplexes, uh, yes. triplexes and, and things like that. And they have a very, uh, very different housing culture again in, um, in Ankara, which is the capital city of, of purpose built apartment blocks in which there are things that would constitute full-size homes mm. um and so that that's a that's a definition that they have to say oh if you say it's apartment people will imagine that you've got a duplex with sort of like four bloody reception rooms and five <laughs> bedrooms um so yeah so what's saying yeah no so the, my reason for asking you about whether or not you're in an apartment stroke flat stroke multi-occupancy residency stroke condominium <laughs> Is no, it's because um, you you're not necessarily in mainstream bin collections, are you? Um, so, are you are, have you been affected by this program? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yes, I have been affected. Um, so, when the when the bin crews go on strike, your apartment is still collected. It's not like Biffa bins come in and taking a massive bin afterwards. Uh no, no, we we we've been we've been affected by the action, um, mm. because it's yeah, there's two great big dumpsters. Um, which are directly outside my flat. And uh, we have seen, uh, there was a period where I was throwing a bunch of stuff out. And I mean, I was, I was adding to the, I was adding to a lot of the bulk, uh, mostly paper uh, because Mm. um, 
well, I don't have the means to recycle. So you give me a recycling thing in, in that area and I will recycle, but you don't give me the means, so I can't. Anyway, um, defensive, what? So <laughs> outside the two big um, dumpsters, that's a proper mm-hmm. word for them, skips. Well, they're not skips. Um, the, those big things, um, there has been varying degrees. So we had a bin collection about 10 days ago, but before then, I think we had about three weeks and it was just, it was everywhere. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we, we are still subject to council bin collections. Right. Okay. Or, or not as the case may be. Okay. And so, no, you know, um, but at the end of the day, people, People got a people got a strike. People got to exercise so, their right. So you got to fight for your right. You have got to fight for your right to bin strike. Mm. Um, so what's what's occurred is that there's um, there's been some some disputes between bin. the 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 council, so the people who run the city, and the refuse workers, uh, the people who collect the bins, uh, commonly known as the bin men. I've never seen a bin lady. I'll be honest. Um, so. The reasons for the strike are many, and depending on your position, you will have slightly different opinions. But the the facts that we know are, excuse me, um, the facts that we know are that um, one of the things the council wants to do is to scrap um, one member of every bin crew, um, and to and to make those posts redundant. And that post is like an overseer post who's responsible for the overall safety of bin collections. So um, part, of the, uh, part of the argument is that um, if you take off this person from the crew, then the crew are unsafe and the public are unsafe. And there's been various things that people have posted about, you know, accidents that can happen when um, there isn't this overseer who's checking around the wagon to make sure that the staff and the, um, the people are safe. So, um, my, my point of view on it is, is like, well, I'd rather not have my bins collected for a few weeks and then know that the bin crews are operating in a safe manner so that they don't squash any children or people that I know. Um, or indeed so that the people who are doing a hard job for the benefit of the city aren't likely to get squashed by a passing car. So, um, that's kind of my feeling on it. It's like, it's inconvenient that my bins don't get collected, but um, we've, we're in, we're in phase two of the strike. The strike happened. Um, bins weren't collected for, uh, for a while. And then the strike was off because a deal was reached and now the strike's back on. And in the first iteration of the strike, um, I just packed my bin more carefully and I seemed, don't tell the council this, God, they'll, they'll cut my bin collections, but I seem to manage for four weeks without a bin. Wow. Um, just by, just by being a little bit more careful about what I was doing. Yeah just just packing it down a little bit more yeah um it, it was it, it was all right so um but you're right there, there, there have been some quite evocative sites on the news of uh of areas where the rubbish has piled up and everything everywhere was a bit stinky because the bins were out and nobody knew what day to put the bins out mm-hmm. um a lot of those a lot of those photos seem a little bit poetic i would say <laughs> to be to to use the uh yeah, to, to to not um accuse anyone of anything. Sure. Uh, the, the the TV are always gonna stand someone near the biggest pile of bins to illustrate <laughs> to illustrate the story. Yeah. Um and there are certain areas where um people are using bin bags rather than wheelie bins, and so bin bags are gonna be more evocative and where the bins have been piled up ready to be collected, 
that's not necessarily indicative of a whole street full of rubbish. That's just indicative of a pile of bins in the area. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that it's not uh, unpleasant, but um, certainly the media representations of things are going to be as emotional as, as possibly they can. Yeah. And the reason why I was on the news was a kind of in relation to that. So um, with uh, a friend of the show, John, who's uh, seems to be mentioned the show more than me, um, I uh, run a little website where we do um, we do gags, we do arty things, but we sort of talk about things that happen in our city. Um, it's paradisecircus.com. And um, one of our pals was getting really annoyed with the discussion and the rhetoric that goes on around the bin strike um, and people with very different positions on it to, to your position, for example, Mark, people who are very angry that the bin men are on strike and do not see why they should be inconvenienced by industrial action. I and pay my are, taxes, etc. Yeah, I, I, pay, I pay my taxes. When am I going to get a refund because my bin hasn't been collected? I'm taking my rubbish down the, down, down the tip myself because they're not going to come. Um, I'm going to hire a truck and take some spades and I'm going to go and clean up a whole street um, Good for to you show, to show what the community can do yeah. against these awful, uh, you know, pinko commies. And it's, just, <laughs> um, it's 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 not overly helpful because the people are doing uh, a really hard thing because they're losing them they're losing their income. Yeah, to protect a their livelihoods uh, ultimately, but also to to look after the city better. Um, uh, they they are doing it for other people too. Um, and they're not getting a lot of solidarity from members of the public because it's a nice, it's a nice easy one to drive a wedge between people because they have uh, essentially it causes a hardship to everyone. It's the same when it's the same when schools uh, when schools are closed because teachers go on strike. Um, everybody, well, everybody, but lots of people will, will come out, and a lot of the media conversation, and a lot of the conversation online about it, will end up being um, about how much it costs the economy because everyone has to take the day off to spend with their children mm. um, and and not looking at the fact that those teachers have made a decision to go on strike to protect the education of the children in the first place. Um, so coming off, coming off the back of that, uh, wanting to kind of push back a little bit at that narrative and wanting to sort of say to people, look, can you just take a bit of time, chill out? Yeah, the bins, we know we're dealing with that, but actually still with this other problem. Um, it was suggested that, uh, a song be put together. Um, and it's called, um, I've lost all my respect for you since the bin men went on strike by refuse maneuvers in the dark. And it went to number one in the country and Western chart <laughs> last week, uh, which was a pretty amazing day. Um, yes. and that's, that's where we kind of dropped this story in last week. Yeah. Uh, me saying, I've got to go. I'm number one in the charts. Uh, <laughs> um, now, I don't perform on the record, um, but I... Uh, You're I purely there in a production capacity. I was part of what we will call uh, a trash can alley, um, and I did write um, uh, a lot of the words. Um, but cr- crucially, I'm the only person stupid enough to put my face above the parapet and say I'm involved. So I ended up on the TV news because of it. Um, to, to, to make the case that I've just made to you that no one goes on strike lightly, mm-hmm. that, um, couldn't we show a bit of solidarity? Could we raise a bit of money to, you know, help the strike fund? Because obviously these guys aren't getting paid. Um, and could we just, just change the narrative a little bit, try and focus a bit less on ourselves, uh, try and show a bit of solidarity and, and try and understand what strike action is 
is actually for um i'd never hold any truck with people who go well oh, big men are going on strike teachers are going on strike they see me going on strike i'll go to work i'll work hard it's like well mate maybe maybe you should go on strike every now and then maybe you should be in an, uh, an organized um group of workers so that you can have the right to go on strike so that you can have the right to represent yourselves against your employers when you've got a grievance rather than just kind of like, you know, dragging your knuckles around and looking glum about it. Oh, maybe you hey. should have a job that's older than five minutes that, you know, uh, has had a union because it's got a history rather than, you know, um, a community support, um, consolidation, uh, advisor capacity um, manager. Yeah. I mean, I speak um, as a I speak as a web developer and and a you know sometime podcaster. So mm. I you know I've never had anything that could be considered a real job. Uh, and so uh, you know I have sympathy would be the wrong word, but I have a, a great amount of um, uh, I don't know what I have em- empathy empathy mate. Well, you see, I don't even know if it's empathy because I I can't really know what it's like to work a proper job. Um, I can imagine, but you know, I don't work a proper job and I'm, I'm very lucky. And I, you know, I, this, that, and the other I've had, whatever. Um, and so I think well, you, you're, you give, you're, I give you're the benefit of the doubt. So say so your employment history is much more one of you look your boss in the eye over a desk every day mm-hmm. or you work for yourself you've yeah. either worked in micro organizations not not to denigrate those organizations because they've been very cool organizations um but you know um your 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 previous employer there was a team of less than a dozen yeah and your your boss was your peer so yes it was easy to have conversations about working conditions in that environment yes uh easy Harder, hard, some... for, hard for him to sell you some decisions, maybe? Yeah, some, it's interesting, actually. Size of business uh, does have interesting sort of consequences. Um, I, actually, I also think age of business makes a big difference. So I think the, oh no, you know, I'll, I'll speak freely. The best job I think I ever had was with a company that wasn't particularly great at what it did, um, right. but it had... A, I'm just buying something on Amazon. Um, All right. Um, oh, we'll be done in 10 minutes. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> well, well, you know, I mean, you're both both podcasting currently and also you're currently holding the conch. You're the one talking. So just just, just wait until daddy's been and then do your shopping or wait until mummy and daddy are finished talking all together. All right. I want my thing. I want to get my thing. Um, <laughs> so maybe cough. Uh, good. I'm sorry. Um, it's not good. I the best job I ever had was in a marketing company, and they'd existed for 30 years. And we had a tradition which I've always promised if I ever employed anyone that worked um, locally with me that we would take. We would basically have Friday afternoon, one o'clock, go to the pub, and we, you know, we won't rush back. We might get back and if there's things that need to be done, there's things that need to be done. But we would sort of sit in the pub and have a couple and then come back and maybe just get a little bit lazy. And that's basically what we did. And it was, but at the same time, you could go to the boss and have a conversation about, um, I mean, there, there was a sense of of being able to move up a ladder because, you know, I, I got made, whatever I was, I was a web developer and then got 
made a um, senior web developer. And had I stayed, I could have been technical director and could have gone for, you know, there was a real trajectory that, that would have existed within that organization. Um, and it's probably the best job I've ever had. It's not the best work I've ever done um, because, right. like I said, they weren't that inspired um, a unit. Um, but in terms of that sort of work life, uh, it was lovely. Whereas I think you go to a smaller organisation and it's it can sometimes be harder to have certain types of conversations. Certain things are easier, you know, if you if you rock up, 20 minutes late you just go sorry about that or if you know you need to just go can i hop off a bit early or whatever uh and and that's fine but you know likewise i did that in the old place and it was still fine because they were all like old school marketing people and they were you know they they sort of they knew that the work would get done um but in some of these smaller organizations that almost have either a startup mentality or a sort of close knit family kind of thing, it can be difficult to have more professional conversations. If you're me, um, there's other people that I've worked with in the same company who find that stuff a lot easier and they will say, well, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to stay late because I'm not getting paid to stay late. Uh, this, that, and the other, they find that kind of stuff a lot easier to do. Whereas I think I get sucked into the, um, the story of a company and, and, and kind of want to be, want to be part of the fabric or I don't know what it is, but I, or probably more likely is I just don't like the confrontation. Um, so yeah, good. Um, well, what are we doing? Where, how do we get onto that? Oh, uh, cause we were talking about jobs and, oh. uh, you know, proper jobs versus, we were, we were, we were, yeah, we were talking, we were talking about with the, with the refuse man. Unionized. Yeah. It's like when people, so, um, when people say, Oh, it's disgusting that the, the teachers are on, strikes uh because uh they're, they're angry about their pension well their pension's much better than mine it's like well yeah that's because they're unionized they're organized and they've and they've collectively bargained for that pension um don't don't be don't be bitter about the fact you've got a crappy pension because your employer doesn't even give you a pension mm-hmm. um you know organize and, and get and get the pension so uh i'll get off my socialist soapbox for a second right telly Went on the TV. A couple, couple of notes on this. Um, regional TV news. Mm-hmm. Midlands Today, that's all it was. It wasn't national news. Uh, but it does go out, you know, it covers covers an area nominally of a couple of million people. Um, and it goes out at tea time. So potentially you're going to be seen by, by quite a few people. Um, the BBC, um, particularly at the regional level, don't always have the best amount of resource. Um, but what what a crew, what, an, what, what a team they are over there. So they emailed us and they said, um, we noticed that you've got this, um, well, I think we sent them a press release actually, but you know, we noticed that you've got, the, got this song. We'd like to do a bit on it. Um, can we speak to somebody? And we sat on the email for a good couple of hours <laughs> with everyone going, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And me, trying to ignore it, hoping that someone else would do it, mm. just not engaging in the conversation, thinking, oh, I'll just pretend I'm working. And then eventually it became very, very clear. Everyone was going, John will do it. Well, John's, John's in Birmingham anyway today. Oh, you yeah. can do it. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll phone them. And I, I, if I'm honest, I left it a bit late to phone them, thinking that they'd go, oh, sorry, mate, we've got enough time to do anything and tomorrow we'll be, we'll have moved on. Um, so I phoned them at uh, just after three. About oh no, it, it was it was it was three thirty. Yeah, it was three thirty when I phoned them, and uh, they said, 
Um, oh, great. Thanks for getting back to us. Yeah. So what we're going to do is do a bit. Hang on a second. Uh, we'll just go and check if it's worth doing. They hung up. They called back two minutes later and they went, yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely want you on the, on the news tonight. Wow. Uh, well, where are you? And so I gave it all. Oh, well, you know, on the other end of the city from you, you're in the city center and I'm right in the sticks. Um, because I am, my house is like 500 meters from the city limits where you are suddenly in the countryside in Staffordshire. That'd be great. They were like, oh, we'll just go Google maps. Oh no, we can be there in about 25 minutes. <laughs> oh, all right then. All right then. Well, you know, if it's still worth you doing it, cause obviously when you get here, you have to set up and blah, blah, blah. That's no, fine. It's fine. So half past three, they decided to, to do it. Four o'clock they arrived. Uh, half past four, they'd set up, recorded, gone through several takes with me getting like trying to get me to say what they wanted me to say in a soundbite mm. until eventually I gave it to them. <laughs> uh, packed up left. Obviously then you're talking, starting to get towards rush hour. So it probably took them mm. 30, 40 minutes to get back. So you're talking about between five and quarter past five by the time they're parking the car, then they've got to get back into the office Then they've got to take the content off the tapes then they've got to find the bit where I actually spoke proper, uh, what they wanted to do. Then they've got to put it in the show. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, it might be a little bit at the end. It was top story. Yeah. So they went from being on the phone to me at 3.30, being at my house at four, leaving my house at half past four, getting back to the office at five. They'd managed to extract me talking, put it into the middle of a four or five minute package about the bin strike. Cause I was basically the light bit in the middle of the main coverage of the bin strike. Um, put it in the middle of that package use the song that we'd written as a bed throughout the package yep. and get the artwork from the record from yep. the internet and put it into the thing. They'd done all of that from the very first call to it airing in three hours. And I was just like, well done. Yeah. Well done. We want we, some more license fee because you yeah, deserve absolutely. That. We talk about like, you know, modern, uh, you know, the fact that we can stream from this, then we can click this together and it's really quick and you know and and sometimes you get video for a conference within a week like genuinely i i've spoken at a couple of conferences the last two years and it's taken them no word of lie months to get the video sorted and this is in the internet age and you just go you know what quietly over here these guys who've been doing this for decades continue doing it because they know what they're doing and they're really good at it and they haven't just learned it. They haven't just read how to do it on a how-to article. Uh, they haven't yeah. just YouTubed quick audio video editing tips. Like they've trained, they know exactly how to do this stuff and they can do it in their sleep. Absolutely. Oh, I love to see love, skill on show. I love the BBC. Yes. They're, yes, they're awesome. unashamedly. And, and, and what just, you know, professional broadcast people that are just, they are machines, but they do do some weird things, you know, like, <laughs> standing people in front of the biggest pile of bins that they can just, just for effect. Now I did, cause I've done some, some work in that, in that context before I'd had a think before they arrived about where we were going to sit. And they got there and they went, where do you want to be? I was like, I'll go and get in a bin. I'll go and sit <laughs> in a bin, I'll sit on the bin. I've got all my wheelie bins ready. And the, the guy was like, I was looking at me like, this sounds like a health and safety disaster. And he went, Let's just do something inside. And he went, um, did you play on the song? Can you play a bit? And I was like, no. I didn't, I didn't play a bit. <laughs> oh, so you can't with the thing. Have you got a studio space? I was like, no, no mate. This, this is my house. You just have to record me. I had all my podcasting gear on the table behind me. Oh, nice. Well, on, on the dining room table. And he went, what's all that over there? It looks like microphones. I was like, yeah, that, that's, that's for speaking podcast. into, not my singing. podcasting rig. And he was like, looks a bit music. He will stand you in front of that. <laughs> and and uh, that's most of the comments I've got back was like, did you have the microphones behind you? So you look like a musician, you twat. <laughs> oh. I was like, no, the man from the BBC insisted on doing that because he wouldn't let me stand on a bin to do it. 
um, I think it would have been really cool if I'd been sat on a bin. Sure. Sure. I think it would have been sweet, but you know, <laughs> what do I know? Eh? What do I know? These days, these days, the BBC they'd have to probably do some sort of audit for that, you know, for that. Oh yeah, there'd be a risk assessment, and uh, yeah, absolutely. But the other thing, very quickly, because mm. I have to go in a second. Oh no, that's been really interesting. Is the main, the main bit of feedback I had from being on the on Midlands Today, broadcasting over an area that covers two or three million people. Uh, every time I say it will go up a million, <laughs> by the way, Midlands Today, four or five million people. Um, is most people come up to me and they're gone. John, saw you on the news. What was it about? I had the sound off. <laughs> so everybody in the Midlands is watching the news with the sound off, like yeah. they're in Weatherspoons in 1999. Or just in a doctor's waiting room. In a doctor's waiting room, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's a really strange phenomenon. But A, that most people are watching the, the, the tea time news still, and B, that they watch it with the sound off. Yeah. So there you go. That's that story, mate. What are we going to do for next time? Um, well, next time we're going to follow up and I might talk to you about in the wake of, um, of me going on holiday in, uh, in a couple of weeks, I might yeah. talk to you about what winter's doing to my productivity at the moment and whether it's uh, a weird, a weird mashup of a number of things that are making it hard for me to actually do my job. Okay. Um, failing that maybe, I don't know, we'll talk about pet insurance or something. Okay. And and what homework are you going to do? Uh, I am going to find uh, our famous uh, actor's agent details and contact said agent. Good. And I am going to find a way to post something to America. Yes. Right. When I, I go, well, you send back a letter, a letter from, from America. America. Take a look. That's quite satisfying to do. It is. It is. But with my voice, we shouldn't do it. No. Right. See you in a bit. Bye now.